I really admire her for doing that and being so personal and being so vulnerable to share not only the stories and the experiences but the footages to her audience this is the hello 20s podcast my name is yan and i'm your host i'm an online content creator trying to navigate life while in my 20s and sprinkling a little knowledge and wisdom here and there Let's face it, we don't have it all figured out, but we can learn a little from each other along the way, and I'm so glad you guys are tuning in on today's podcast. Hi everybody, welcome back. Thank you so much for joining me today on this episode and taking the time and choosing to listen to me talk. (laughs) So I have been having a really hard time recently when it comes to topics to share. I'm finding it so hard (laughs) to share personal stories recently. I feel like a few months back and even in the days when I used to make videos, sharing stories and experiences were a little more easier. Um, It didn't feel like how it felt or how it feels right now. Not to say that it was easy, but you know, I feel like I just can't do it right now. I feel as though there's this roadblock, you know, that it's not allowing me to share and be vulnerable, which then also blocks my creativity. For example, I think um, it was the episode where I talked about Google mapping life where I mentioned how I was in this car accident and from that tragic event, I was able to find meaning and use that tragic event as inspiration in a way. Or what I'm trying to say is um, there are topics that I want to talk about, but um, it's hard because I don't want to release an episode talking about a topic without being able to incorporate or share any personal examples when I need to. Because then I feel like the episode is just very, very vague and I just don't like that. Like, what do you get out of that, you know? So I was kind of thinking and asking myself, why is it so hard for me to share things that are happening in my life right now? And I've thought of a few possible reasons for this blockage that I have. And the first one I think is, well, over the course of these few months and this year actually, a lot of things have happened and I don't know how to share, articulate, or narrate those experiences in a way that I want to share it. Not to say I want to like bend the story, but I just I just don't want to be pitied, looked down on, or when it's something good, I don't want someone to be like, oh, look, she's bragging about some like this that's happening to her or whatever. But at the same time, I have to tell myself like I can't control how someone decides to perceive me. So that's something I need to perhaps not think about or be too much in my head about. Um, but speaking of people, the second reason could be the fact that I know people are listening to this podcast now. And it's not just my close friends. <laughs> in fact, some of my close friends don't even listen to it. <laughs> and I know this. But I think because I know who may be listening, I'm just like, oof. Do I share a story that, like, do I share a story that may include this person or do I not? 
And that also goes back to how I want to share the story because whether someone did me wrong or not, the past is the past and I don't want to put any negative light on that person. All I want to do is share this uh, experience and what I learned and just try to move on. That's all we can really do in life. Um, And lastly, I just think maybe since I haven't done this in a few months, it just feels a little foreign to me, but once things pick back up, it will be easier again. That's what I'm hoping. So those are just some of my thoughts and on possibly why I'm having a hard time. But surrounding myself with people who are able to share their stories and experiences so effortlessly does help. It puts um, me and you guys' perspective because this time I'm the listener. I'm listening to someone else share their stories to me and I get inspired, I get motivated, I'm moved or I feel less alone by what they have to say, what they've been through, how they did it then I can switch that perspective back to my own and tell myself this whenever I feel like I am holding myself from sharing something with you guys. Two of the people that I'm talking about are my friends Michaela and Sam who will be joining me on today's episode. But during this time while I was having a harder time being able to be vulnerable and try to incorporate my personal stories into any of my episodes, Michaela uploaded a video on her YouTube channel. If you know me or if you watch me or you listen to any of my content, um, Michaela has been on my YouTube. She has been on this podcast, on my Instagram. She's been on all my social media, basically. (laughs) Uh, But if you don't know her, you can check out the episode we did together talking about her life, dropping out of college for a bit, and just doing YouTube full-time. It's episode 6 if you are curious and you want to check that out after this episode. So Michaela, she makes videos online. She vlogged a lot back then on her vlog channel, but on her main channel, she also does a lot of personal videos. And if you actually watch any vloggers on YouTube, you know that you get a good idea of what their life is like. Um, You don't know everything about their life, but you get a good chunk of what their life is like. You get to see it. You get to hear them talk about it. You just get to know them on a more personal level. Uh, But on her main channel, she has videos of her writings, which I think anyone who has the guts to post their words, their thoughts, and their writing out to the world to read, to criticize, and to basically see the inner workings of um, of yourself and your deep thoughts, like, deserves some claps. So on one of the videos that specifically caught my attention was her one year post breakup video. When I saw that in my subscription box, I just thought to myself, wow, that is super personal. How is she able to share that not only to perhaps like the friends and families that watch her videos, um, to her you know, audience, but to the public, like anybody can watch that. Even her ex, he can watch that too. And I don't know, for me, I don't really talk about my love life anywhere besides my friends. I don't know if it's because there's nothing to talk about, or maybe I just like to keep things under wrap until things are more permanent. So anyways, in the video, she talks about the relationship, how she was after the breakup, and she even put in videos of her crying days after the breakup. Like, I really 
admire her for doing that and being so personal and being so vulnerable to share not only the stories and the experiences but the footages to her audience after I watched the video, I texted her asking her how she had the courage to do that. Because let's face it, not many of us are willing to share any of our lows to our followers, to our acquaintances. Nonetheless, show pictures and videos of us going through the rut of it. Because most of the time, social media is just a highlight reel. So I decided to have Michaela back on here again to talk about her experience being personal and vulnerable in her videos. So I hope you guys enjoy this little short interview that I had with her and then I'm going to go ahead and talk about Sam and his interview will be up after. Do you ever get the fear of like sharing your stories and the fear of who is going to listen, whether it's like strangers that you don't know and people that you know in real life that are listening to your stories that you share online. Yeah, funny enough, I get more nervous thinking about people that I know in real life or specifically like my family that might hear my story, even though they already know everything. Um, I never really had a problem, though, with, like, strangers, and I think it's because they are strangers, so their opinions or, like, thoughts about me mean nothing. Um, it's definitely more so fear with my family and people in my life, and probably just the fear that they won't like me speaking up about something that, to a lot of them, has taboo subjects that should kind of just be repressed down and not talked about. <laughs> I know that on your YouTube, there's two big topics that I can think of right now that are very personal to you that you decided to share online. And the first one is your mental illness. Um, and the second one is uh, your breakup with your ex. What like gave you the courage to share that? And what made you want to share that? Well, with the mental illness, it's something that I wasn't sharing for a very long time. Um, probably about 10 years ago is when I started to really develop what I went through as a teenager. And I started my YouTube channel when I was 19. I'm 24 now. Uh, and it took me four years to really confidently kind of say and explain what I went through at 16, 17 years old. Um, and to those that aren't familiar, uh, just like bipolar being hospitalized for depression and um, all the different factors that come with those illnesses. And I feel like I finally healed and grew up a little bit to kind of discuss it. It feels like a separate version of myself. I'm no longer struggling with it. So it made it easier to talk about because before when I was struggling with it and I chose to let someone in and talk about what I was going through, their biggest concern was my safety and a lot of the times it would backfire. So in high school, if I talked about something I was struggling with, the teacher would often go to a counselor or call my parents or try to seek better help uh, because I wasn't better yet. So now knowing that I am healed, it's easier for me to talk about it, knowing that I'm okay and understanding that those listening won't feel the need to call my mom and be like, I'm worried about your daughter. <laughs> um, and then with my breakup, that was a lot more recent. It was just over a year ago. And the only reason I really tried 
to talk about it publicly on my channel is because the whole relationship was super, super public. I mean, I vlogged with my ex-boyfriend a ton. We went on so many vacations together and it was all documented online. So even though it was one of those videos where like nobody asked for it, <laughs> I still chose to kind of open up and discuss not only why we broke up, but then making another video a year later about how I've healed. Um, and both of those videos, I feel like were made for me because I want to be able to look back and reflect on how much has changed before I forget these tiny details and forget about all of the emotions that I went through. Um, but I also knew by posting those videos, there was a slight fear of, oh no, like what if he sees this? But at the same time, like he is covering so many of my <laughs> videos as it is. What's another one? <laughs> But yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to do a follow-up question. Mm -hmm. And this is something that I struggle with right now in terms of what should I keep, like why should I talk about this in the in public or should I keep it and just like write it down personally? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I think there are like a ton of pros and cons to both of them too. I kind of go back and forth as well with what's for myself and what should I let others know about. So do you have a process of the deciding factor of, okay, this is something that I should share online or I want to share online and maybe this is something that I'm just going to keep for myself? Um, I think if I feel like it might be able to either help someone or just have the ability to give someone something to relate to. Also, kind of going off of that, if it's something that I as a viewer would want to click on and would want to watch it really helps me kind of like want to post that but then with my new relationship although it's not really that new it's been like a year at this point almost but um, with my next relationship I did keep that a lot a lot more private than my previous relationship um I don't know <laughs> I feel like that wasn't a good answer but no I like it it's definitely something like situational where you yeah. have to depend on it so my last question to you is, have you ever held yourself back on sharing stories? Yes. Oftentimes because of the fact that my seven-year-old brother is one of my biggest fans on my YouTube channel. <laughs> and oftentimes I'll do videos called Mask Me Anything where I tell my Instagram followers to ask me questions. And a lot of them are super inappropriate. And I know that it's because I'm asking for juicy questions and I use certain emojis to try to get people to ask personal questions <laughs> and then I'll read some of the ones I get and I won't answer them because I know that my youngest brother watches my channel and most recently too my mom has started commenting on my videos even though I've told <laughs> her not to and don't watch them but she does anyway so knowing that my family members and kids watch my videos sometimes it makes me want to hold back or refrain from answering or talking about things in a certain way but at the same time I also feel like I'm 24 and my audience ranges from kids in my brother's second grade class to other 20 something year olds that want to relate to content so I do battle like going back and forth on whether or not to keep it g-rated and appropriate or to create content that is relevant to my life and relevant to most of my audience. Okay, I'm going to do one last question. Yeah. <laughs> do you ever go back to 
um, those videos or like those uh, stories that you share? And do you have any regrets sometimes when you're rewatching anything or re-listening, rereading? So far with my content, I don't have any regrets, but there are definitely videos where I'll watch them in front of people like my boyfriend and I'll start to cringe and be like, oh, don't listen to that. Or we were just watching um, an old video I made about slut shaming and I was like super passionate about it. And some of the things I said, I don't know if I necessarily have the same stance on anymore. Like I definitely still agree that like slut shaming is bad and not to do it, but I, I feel like it was a very shallow, almost like teenage naivete version of like introducing the topic um whereas now I'm like heck wear whatever you want I don't care regret is kind of yeah regret's kind of a strong word but there are some like cringy moments where I feel like I've grown up differently and might want to edit what I've said I think um audiences have to also realize that whatever we produce or put out out there is where we were at that time in life and you know it's good to also put that out there to see that you know you've grown so much you know yeah that's very true that is it thank you so much again for joining me on the podcast this is your second appearance yes! i'm so happy to be back <laughs> um for those who don't know or for those who have not listened to the episode with michaela you can check that out it's on and you can also check michaela's youtube channel out as well which will be linked everywhere down below yeah, subscribe <laughs> all right thank you so much thanks for having me on one other thing Michaela wanted me to mention but forgot to say when I asked her if she ever worried about sharing too much and if instead she should keep it in a journal is that she feels as though her YouTube channel is her online journal. So whatever she shares in her personal journal, she also wants to share it in her virtual diary which is her YouTube all right, so next we have is Sam Tana. Sam and I actually met a few weeks ago. Right off the bat, he was so open about his background and what he's been through. So I wanted to get him on here as well, and I thought he would be a good fit for this episode. All right, so we have Sam on the episode with us. Since this is your first time that you've been on the podcast, I would love for you to introduce yourself to the audience, who you are, and what you do. Great. Uh, yeah, my, uh, my name is Sam Tana, and I'm a 21-year-old entrepreneur, and uh, I do a lot of digital advertising, real estate, and in the restaurant business as well. And a lot of what I do is just to give back to the community. So I'm with a group called The Ronin. And it's a group of four people that we, um, so the essence of the Ronin is basically a advertising agency, but a lot of what we do is a lot of community involvement. So we have a social aspect to it, which is creating a group of like-minded individuals that support, grow, and all learn from each other. And what is your role in the Ronin? I'm the CMO of the Ronin. And a lot of what I do is a lot of marketing aspect to it. So where a client wants to advertise and connect their brand to the social platforms that, are, that everybody uses, such as Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube and all that, that's what I do. And then with those, our clients, we try to connect them with the people who are in our community that we created on the social aspect. So just really providing connections and seeing who we can connect to who 
to really benefit for all parties. So we had lunch the other day, Sam and I, and um, we talked about vulnerability. And I know you mentioned you used to hold, you know, back on sharing some of your personal stories, one of which was when you were homeless. Um, So I wanted to ask you because vulnerability is a topic that we talked a lot about during our lunch. Why did you hold yourself back and what finally made you decide that this story you had had power and could help and inspire people? Yeah, so I had to stop feeling sorry for myself. I mean, like, you know, my situation, it's uncontrollable. Like, there, there was no way to get out unless I actually had to do something about it. So what I realized was that you know, what am I going to do about this situation? How am I going to get out of it? And what am I going to do to make sure that I'm not going to be in the same situation come next year, come six months from now? So a lot of it was just like realizing that, you know, the cards I was dealt with wasn't, you know, in my favor, but there's nothing really we can do about it to like really change that situation. Like I was get like, it was my family that was homeless. It wasn't just me. So, you know, really seeing that, you know, my parents had to go through this struggle and, you know, we had a family business and we lived in the back of the restaurant for about five years. So it really was like kind of came natural to me, like growing up in that, you know, just realizing that, you know, you didn't have a home, but, you know, your dream was to just have a home. Your dream was to like spend that time with your family in a home. So that's just like goals that I set is like, I want to get out of this. I want to be better for my parents, for my family and for my future generations as well. So did you ever tell anybody you were homeless or did it take a while for you to open that part up? two people I don't think it was ever a question I don't think really people saw it because I never really said anything to anybody I would just be like hey can you drop me off back at um, my family my family's restaurant so they really never saw the aspect because I was still young at the time you know maybe taking karate sometimes and like you know nobody really asked and it was just like no reason for me to tell but it's just like on the inside it was eating me up as I grew up because I was like when when will people know about this story? Because it was just like, I felt embarrassed in, for a long time just to really tell people about that story. But I realized that, you know, when I put my pride aside and and just to really be like, just to tell people the story that and the struggles that I've been through, it really connects to a lot more people than what I expected. It definitely made you very relatable. Not the sense that, um, you know, or not saying not the sense, but it made people realize that, you went through struggles and look where you are now, right? Yeah, I think it like shows like almost anything is possible. Like to endure that for five years of your life, you know, and just realize that, you know, I wasn't alone in that. Like I knew I've met other people who's also been homeless and and have heard their struggles as well. And it's just like, you know, even if you're not homeless, but you just understand the essence of hard work, the, the grit to get out of it, to actually chase your dreams and your passions and your goals, to actually go for it and hit that like, that benchmark is just like that's where you relate to people that's where you can relate to somebody who wants to get to somewhere but they don't know how to do it and they're just going to go out there and do it yeah so how did you feel after sharing something so personal to you to people like that oh I mean the first time was not too long ago I just like we have a we have a group um that the us as the running created it's called the Kinyu, and it's a group of like-minded entrepreneurs it's basically a community hub and we share stories and we share our knowledge and, you know, a little bit of business as well. But a little bit, a lot of it is mindset back to the, you know, the, the students in there is about 200 members. And, you know, when I shared my story with one of my groups, probably like about 20, 25 people, I was just like, 
wow, I don't know how this is going to go, but, you know, hopefully they can understand or they can relate or they just take this kind of piece of inspirational, I guess, quotes that I I use and and motivation to actually propel them for to chase their goals. And it actually worked very well. And I was just like, wow, like the the whole team, the total team on the road, it was just like, you should have told that story a long time ago. And I'm just like, yeah, I mean, I was just, I was just embarrassed, but you know, now I'm really owning up to it and, and owning up to my past and really using my past to propel me into like more conversations for, you know, bigger, well, bigger conversations for people. And it was just a great feeling to know that like, like I don't have to hide anything. I don't have, I don't have anything to hide. And being raw with everybody and telling everybody the truth and not fluffing anything up, like no fluff to anything is just like the the best form of communication. So what do you think is the importance of being able to be vulnerable with, you know, whether it's your friends or your family or a community of people that are like you? What do you think you get out of this and what do you think they will get out of this? Yeah, so I mean, I really just like being honest with people. I realize that if you like fluff things or lie and and just like not be honest with yourself, you really can't be honest with others. And that doesn't get you anywhere in life. Like you're just always going to be living in this different world that you're not just like it's just not going to help you in your case or any of the goals that you want to achieve. So when I'm raw and just honest with people, I really see that you can get like their real raw emotions out and what they're really feeling. Like we can see right through someone, you know, we could see if somebody's holding something back or has something like in them, like they're like something emotional or they're just having baggage or any of that. It's just like, it doesn't phase us anymore because we've talked to hundreds and hundreds of people just like personally one-on-ones or even groups to that. Like we don't, nothing like that phases us. Like you can't, you can't lie your way to get to where you want to be. So like being vulnerable is just like me, like putting, putting your guard down, putting your ego aside. You know, we all have those egos and they all test us at times. They're going to test us when, you know, we feel like somebody's trying to offend us, but they're really just like, like a lot of people think that we try to come for people, but it's just like, we just want to get to know you. And we want to break down that barrier that you kept because, you know, something hurt you in the past or you've experienced something but unless you're able to really bring your guard down and drop your ego to actually have a decent conversation with somebody like one of us, then you really won't see what you can truly become. So that's what we experience a lot. I really like that. All right. Thank you so much, Sam, for your time today. I'm so glad I got to meet you in person and we got to record this little part for the podcast episode. Yeah, I'm so excited we had lunch and it was great you know, meeting you for the first time. I'm really looking forward to next time. (laughs) Me too. All right. Thank you. I hope you guys enjoyed those two mini interviews I've included in this episode. I've never done something like this. It's always been either a solo episode or a full-on interview episode. And I had this idea and I just knew I wanted to do it in this um, episode with Sam and Michaela to switch things up a little bit. But, you know, we all struggle to some degree with sharing our stories with people, especially 
those who we may not know or are not very close with. You know, we don't randomly just go up to people and air all of our dirty laundry out in front of them or tell them all of our problems and struggles because we don't want to be judged before they get the chance to really know know us. And embarrassment may also be attached to sharing harder stories, but you know, the funny thing is these hard times, these stories, these like embarrassing stories, experiences, struggles are what bonds people closer together. So taking everything that Michaela and Sam had said, yes, <laughs> talking about this with them has helped me chip away little pieces from this blockage. It reminded me the power um, that stories and sharing personal experiences have, especially when it when they aren't always rainbows, butterflies, and sparkles. You know, stories that aren't the highlight of life are stories that we bury away, but are oftentimes the important ones to share. Which reminds me of the episode when I talked to Paul Angoni about being vulnerable and sharing your failures because so often people are scared to share these stories so we're made to think that we personally fail more than others or are going through the rut of it like no other and no one will understand it but in front of everyone else's eyes we pretend things in our life are nice and polished which then alienates us and makes us feel even more alone. So what I hope you take away from this episode is that every experience, every story you have has power that could impact and inspire others. The first step is to be able to be vulnerable and peel back some of those layers, to not be afraid to share that raw, authentic emotion within you. I think we all know that we are all complex human beings and we're scared that if we seem too complicated, it would deter people away. But I think being a little more complex is a lot more interesting than being boring. <laughs> Don't you agree with me? So as I'm taking this all in and reminding myself that the whole reason and purpose as to why I started this podcast was to share with you guys personal stories and hopes that in some way you can relate and hopefully help you as well. You know, sometimes we just have to put that ego and pride to the side and not be scared to share these unpretty things in life that we all go through, but pretend that we don't go through it. Thank you guys so much for listening on today's episode on the Hello 20s podcast. Let's get connected and continue our conversation over on Instagram and Twitter. You can find me at Y-U-A-N-X-Q-I-U. I hope to see you there and I'll talk to you guys on my next episode.